Hey there, how's it going everybody? My name is Ethan Lee and this is For Whom the Podcast Tools that you are listening to. This is the official podcast of the SB Nation site For Whom the Cowbell Tolls, which is Mississippi State's SB Nation community. I am your host and I am the managing editor of For Whom the Cowbell Tolls. On today's show, it's a day late, I know, don't hate me, but on today's show we're going to briefly discuss and take a look at Mississippi State's game against LSU, which is tonight, 7 o'clock, it's in Death Valley, um, there's a lot of excitement building around this game. A lot of people are interested. A lot of people think MSU might pull it off. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to look at it. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on the game. So just some general notes. You know, Mississippi State, LSU, under Dan Mullen, this has been a pretty close battle between the two teams. Um, always contested fairly evenly until LSU finds a way to pull just pull the game out and pull away late. And LSU has beaten Mullen every year except for 2014. So when you go back to uh, the Mississippi State LSU game back in 2009, you know, that one was really close, 26-30. Mississippi State had a realistic chance to win this game. Um, just couldn't get the right play at the right moment late in the game. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of people are still bitter about that. Daniel Black still bitter about that. He was at that game. Um, going to 2010, it was at LSU. This game was not so great. Um, let's uh, let's let's not discuss this game. This one wasn't all that close. Um, lost by 22 points, and it uh, Chris Rolfe and Tyler Russell just did not look good in this game. Going on to 2011, um, this game was. It was pretty close. Mississippi State had a really good defense against the Tigers. Chris Rolfe was just beat up and couldn't do anything. Um, the Mississippi State offense as a whole could not do anything in 2011. Ended up losing by 13 points. But you see some positive growth here in the team and how they're moving forward. Going on, or well, going back going on going I don't know time is weird and I'm recording and I'm tired but um, you go back to 2013 or well you know even a year before that 2012 close through three quarters LSU pulls away late once go back to 2013 we were leading at one point close through three quarters LSU pulls away wins big um, 2014 phenomenal Mississippi State actually blew them out through 50 minutes the last few minutes really hurt but Mississippi State finally broke the curse Mississippi State finally beat LSU um, in 2015 it was close in the second half it was close because of a Dak Prescott led charge a comeback that was almost really really magical uh, we just needed a few more yards a few more seconds something we didn't get it and we missed a field goal, and we lost. Um, that one hurt. We were close on the cusp of greatness. Just couldn't get there. And that brings us to this year. Today. It should be an entertaining game. should be a really good game. It should be a close game. Um, looking at LSU right now, they do not look all that great. They just don't. Um, they, they're a mess at quarterback. They're a mess on offense as a whole. Their defense is always really good, but Jacksonville State 
did really well against them, particularly running the ball. They're an option play. And guess what they're going to have to deal with with Nick Fitzgerald. So um, there's reasons to be excited about if you're a Mississippi State fan, but at the same time, this is still LSU, this is still Les Miles, and this is still Mississippi State. So um, looking at LSU's offense, their offense is garbage. It's not good by any anybody's account, by anybody's... It's just... If they weren't so freaking conservative, it could probably be pretty good. Probably be really good. Um, they have a lot of talent at receiver. They have a lot of talent at running back, particularly, particularly whenever Leonard Fournette is healthy. He's not healthy right now. Um, I mean, Brandon Harris has all the tools to be a really good quarterback in a spread option system. The thing is, Les Miles doesn't want that. I don't know why. I don't think anybody knows why, but he just doesn't want that. Brandon Harris would be a good a good quarterback at Auburn. He'd be a good quarterback at MSU. Um, he'd be good in a spread system of some sort. He's not good at LSU. He just isn't. And Les Miles is so freaking conservative that it hurts their play calling. It hurts their quarterback development. And if Les Miles survives this year, then he needs to sacrifice the entire offensive staff rebuild there because he's got a mess there um looking at the main facilitator of their offense Leonard Fournette he's hurt he's not been healthy uh since the preseason before the season the offseason we don't have preseason in college um but they still you know it's LSU they still always have really good running backs there's still reasons to be afraid of their running game um, if Brandon Harris plays, he's still really good at running the ball. That said, you know Leonard Fournette was able to rest up against Jacksonville State. He's expected to play. Doesn't mean he's fully healthy. And as much as I'd like to beat LSU with a fully healthy Leonard Fournette, I'd take a win against LSU, just regardless. So if Leonard Fournette isn't healthy, one, you know I don't want to wish injuries on anybody. Two, I want to win against LSU. So, um, Leonard Fournette, if you're hurt, please, please sit. Please just go sit on the bench. Just heal. You don't need this game. <laughs> please. Um, and looking at the quarterback situation, because that's the, the biggest question mark for LSU. Brandon Harris isn't any good. As I said, he'd be good at other schools. He'd be good in other systems. He's not good at LSU. Danny Etling, transfer from Purdue is the supposed savior of LSU offense. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, Danny Etling is not good in general. I mean, if you're not going to be the starting quarterback at Purdue and you're transferring to LSU, that that says a lot about LSU and their quarterback situation. Um, in his career at Purdue, he's... I mean, he played in 13 games, 13 games over two years. He uh, threw six touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He had a uh, 55.5 completion percentage through 2,490 yards. I mean, and that's over two years, 13 games. You know, played eight games his freshman year, five games his sophomore year, transferred, sat out a year, and now he's at LSU. 
Um, you know, a week ago he provided a spark when he first entered, but the flames were snuffed out fairly quickly, and they just did not generate a whole lot with him. He completed his first, what was it, like six passes, and then went zero for eight on the next eight passes. <laughs> That's not good. Um, looking at the LSU defense, LSU always has a really good defense. Anybody that's saying that we're going to score more than 20 points on this team, they're really confident or they're really drunk. (laughs) Um, LSU always has a loaded secondary. They always have a loaded defensive front. There's a lot of mean, nasty people that are going to tackle very, very well. They're going to hit Mississippi State really hard. State still has some questions on the offensive line. So there's a lot of reasons to be afraid there. Um, I mean, they didn't. The offensive line looked really good at times against South Carolina, then not so great at other times. So this is against a much more talented individual, like up front, much more talent as a group and individuals. Um, So if the defensive front looks any good against Mississippi State, there's a lot of reasons to be afraid there. Just as a whole. You know, there are always reasons to be afraid of the LSU front seven. And then their secondary. Always really good. So, bottom line for this team, LSU has a lot of talent. Mississippi State's still trying to find an identity. And while Nick Fitzgerald looked really good at times against South Carolina, he also looked really reckless and really careless with the ball. And against teams like LSU... That'll cost Mississippi State a lot. Um, Mississippi State at this point in the season probably has more confidence, but they've played against inferior competition. State has played against um, South Alabama and South Carolina versus uh, Wisconsin, who actually could be a pretty good team. We don't know just yet. Their defense is solid. They have a good running game. But... You know, the Jacksonville State game, they gave up a lot of rushing yards, option runs. You know, Nick Fitzgerald will likely get some yards. Um, that being said, the confidence that Mississippi State has, I mean, you see it with Kevon Komen, you see it with the way the team is holding, the, the you know, handling themselves after the South Carolina win. That confidence will need to translate to the play on the field. And that will need to carry over for a full 60 minutes. Now, Mississippi State's been outscored, um, as Justin Strawn pointed out, 35-6 to in the second half. You are not going to beat LSU. More than likely, I mean, I, there's always the chance. But more than likely, you are not going to beat LSU without scoring in the second half and holding them scoreless. Or not necessarily scoreless, but going score for score at least, or outscoring them in the second half. I mean, that sounds basic. That sounds rudimentary in college football terms, but you can't just go over 27 or whatever. I don't, that's just a random number um, in the second half. You just can't do that. So, and that's essentially what state has done the past couple of weeks, allowing South Alabama to score 21 unanswered more, not unanswered. Um, up 17-0, and then scoring 21-3. to 
not great and the, uh, against South Alabama. And then allowing South Carolina to have some sort of life after the rain delay, lightning delay. Not ideal. But hopefully something will come along for State in the second half. Um, that being said, you know Mississippi State cannot let up at any point or they're doomed. Um, and as a whole, Mississippi State matches up well at a lot of levels with this LSU team. The, uh, the front seven matches up well. It's a very dominant front seven for Mississippi State. We saw what they can do against South Carolina. That being said, South Carolina is not that good, not that talented. But we saw the potential against South Carolina. We need to see that for 60 full minutes against LSU. Force the quarterbacks, whichever quarterback primarily plays for the, the Tigers, to beat Mississippi State with his arm. Um, and you're going to need to force him to make as many errors as possible because the cornerback situation, still a lot of questions there. You're going to need the safeties to play well to help help patch that up. So my gut is telling me that we're going to win this game. You know, I have a very positive feeling about the outcome of this game, and I know a lot of LSU fans are pretty nervous. But my head, my, like, you know, looking at the history of the series, it's hard to predict that Mississippi State will win for me. Um, You know, we were fairly evenly split when we were doing the group projections, group predictions as a staff. Five of us picked LSU, seven of us picked Mississippi State. I don't really know what um, the uh, the folks over at and the Valley Shook predicted, but I, I just there are too many unknowns and unproven factors about this Mississippi State team. You know, Nick Fitzgerald looks good, but he still looks reckless. He can't. He he's going to have to be just about perfect against LSU for us to win. Um, I think this will be a close game. I think this will be a relatively low scoring game and it's going to be something like 21-17, but I expect the Tigers to score late. I expect them to win. Um, But I think there will be a lot of positives for this team going forward. If State does pull this win off, that carries a lot of momentum going forward. This is a winnable game for Mississippi State, but there are a lot of things that need to go right that I just don't think they will. At least not yet. You know, at the end of the season, you know, State will likely be a better team than LSU if things project the way that a lot of people are expecting them to project. I, at this point, State could end up anywhere between five and seven or eight and four. Uh, we don't. We don't really know. We don't know how good this Mississippi State team will be. Um, looks very inconsistent, but definitely has the talent, definitely has the potential to go and win in Death Valley. Um, that being said, I'm going to go, I'm going to play it safe this season. I'm, you know, they're a five and seven team until they, pro- until they prove me otherwise, um, prove to me otherwise. And so that's why I'm predicting the Tigers to win tonight. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really do, but I'm going to go with LSU. So, um, yeah, that's it for this show. It's pretty short. Uh, we are going to get John Clark on to, uh, well, I mean, I guess it'd be Monday show. I'm going to record tomorrow with John Clark. Um, the reason that we are off by a day is because I had a pretty big test on Friday. Um, otherwise, John would have been on this show. We would have been previewing. But 
John's going to hop on the uh, the show for Monday. We're going to recap and maybe take a look ahead at the rest of the season. It'll be good to catch up with him because I haven't talked with him in a while. So be sure to send in questions. Be sure to uh, listen to that because that'll be a lot more interesting because we'll know where this Mississippi State team is heading. Um, more or less, we'll have some more. We'll have a bigger sample size to work with. Um, but as a whole, you know, it'll be great to ha- it'll be great to have John on the show. It'll be great to talk with him again, and he's got a lot of experience with Mississippi State, so that it's always great to have more perspectives with this uh, with this show. I love it. I love interviewing people. Um, I want to get Rufus Warren back on at some point. I'm gonna try to get John Clark back on periodically throughout the season. Uh, maybe into basketball season two. So, but that's it for this, this episode. Um, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. I, I don't like picking LSU to win, but is what it is. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me babble. I'm a little intoxicated right now. So things might, <laughs> might be a little kind of loopy. I'm sorry for that. But, uh, Yeah. Stay hashtag very quality. Thanks for listening, guys. You are awesome.